The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The government's climate action plan uh, up to 2030 uh, aims to have emissions reductions of 51% uh, by the end of the decade, net zero by 2050. We were laggards in the past. Uh, Sean Defoe, News Talk's political correspondent, this is an attempt to shed that particular moniker. Is it enough? Uh, well, on paper, it's enough. Uh, the question is whether or not it actually gets done because all these targets, they sound fine and they sound great. And yes, I think most people, if you ask them, would say we need to reduce uh, our um, our emissions by 51% or need to try to reduce our emissions anyway. The How we get there is what's proving controversial. So the cabinet has signed off on this this afternoon. There's currently a press conference underway, which I've just popped out of to, to have a chat with you. But some of the, the, the top lines, I suppose, from it that they're saying they want to have enough renewable energy to power every home and business in the country by 2030, mainly uh, offshore wind but a lot of onshore wind and solar as well to do that. They want 70% of people in rural Ireland to have buses that go three times a day to the nearest town by 2030. So a big focus on public transport in rural areas, but even still, that doesn't sound like a, a huge amount. Three times a day, once every four hours to get you to the nearest town isn't exactly going to get you to give up the car. Uh, 500,000 homes retrofitted to B2 standard to make them warmer. One in three private cars on the road to be electric by 2030. The target obviously was a million um, by 2030 and also a reduction of 20% in car journeys per day in that time, walking and cycling public transport to account for 50% of all daily trips and then tillage farming to cover up to 400,000 hectares by 2030. So there are some of the kind of top lines uh, still Mm. getting into the weeds a small bit on the agriculture element, which is going to be a big part of this. The target that had sort of been mooted or suggested in the press earlier on in the week that there would be a 10% reduction overall in the national herd, uh, so-called national herd. It doesn't appear to be in there, but there is measures in there aimed at for example, um, finishing beef stock a bit earlier, three to three and a half months earlier, which apparently would have a, a bit of a, a climate kickback and some other elements. But we were still getting a little bit into the weeds on that one. I popped out. Yeah, it, it certainly it, it, it's detailed and the, and the devil lies therein. Just come back to the bus thing. Um, uh, how is that going to work? Uh, are we just going to have like buses randomly roaming the countryside, picking people up? Well, I think it was interesting. Brian Caulfield on with um, with Ivan on Pat Kenny's show earlier on was saying that it really is the only way to ramp up public transport over the next 10 years because it takes so long to order train carriages that if you are going to expand, like I mean, the cabinet in the last few weeks put in an order uh, for new electric train carriages and they're not going to arrive to 2025 and uh, be on stream for then. And then by the time you're using attrition rates and replacing the old diesel ones, you're, you're not on a, a hiding too much. So there does have to be a big focus on buses. I presume that they will have a route if they're on a sort of a four hour loop through parts of rural Ireland and they'll drop you off to not only the nearest town but whatever the largest town is maybe you can hop onto a train or another bus there but the big focus really is going to be I think more so on the urban centres increasing the public transport there and getting people out of their cars and there's a lot in this plan about uh, disincentivising private cars in particular through parking so there is going to be a focus on getting rid of on-site parking for public servants initially and in building parking in areas where there is already good public transport options for and I quote the document saying the majority of staff or visitors. So they're kind of accepting, look, you're not going to get everybody. You might have someone in the public service in a government department who, you know, lives out in rural Kildare but comes into Dublin every day to work and then maybe public transport isn't going to work for them. There's a really interesting part, Jonathan, actually, which I've just been having a flick through because as part of this, they did quite a lot of modelling of what, what they th- think they could do and what sort of a reduction it would lead to. And when they were looking at transport to get their 50% reduction, they, now, they, keep in mind with the little caveat that this isn't agreed policy, but this is just the modelling they're looking at. So 
where the train of thought is going. And they say that they will introduce minimum parking charges in all urban areas and apply congestion charges for journeys across marked cordons. So likely in the five biggest cities, if you cross the canals in Dublin or the Rice Bridge in Waterford or wherever it is in Cork. Consideration will also be given to implementing an increase in fuel costs modelled as an increase of 65 percent by 2030 relative to 2018 prices. So this could be on top of the carbon tax and this would be the likes of, say, excise on fuel duty. There's, uh, you know, I kind of said it all the time at the start of this year when we're seeing fuel prices rocketing. That was essentially government policy over a decade happening in the space of two months and all hit into the pocket. But it is still in there as government policy out to 2030 okay. that they will end up increasing fuel costs. Yeah, well, it, again, it's complicated and, and, and uh, that press conference is ongoing. We'll let you go back into it, Eamon Ryan, uh, hopefully with us in the next hour. Let's bring in Peter Thorne, who's the chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council's Adaptation Committee. How are you doing, Peter? Good afternoon. I'm fine, thank you. Are you inspired by what you've read? I'm heartened by seeing so much detail in an action plan that might plausibly get us to where we need to go in terms of re- emissions reductions. It's very easy to put this down on paper, but if you just uh, dig into it a little bit, they talk about enough renewable energy to power every home and business. Uh, to do that, they're talking about a significant uh, increase in onshore wind, which, as we know, is kind of complicated to do because people object to it. Uh, solar, which at the moment is generating very little, up to 8 gigawatts, and offshore wind to 5 gigawatts. Are we, are we putting our eggs in the right basket there, do you think? So key to decarbonising many other sectors is electrification of them. So we have to produce enough renewable energy. We have enough resources nationally, including the fact there are a huge amount of offshore potential to produce more energy than we need and to indeed net export energy to others, the continent and other uses in the future. So it's certainly the right strategy to really look at renewable energy and invest in renewable energy, not just for us, but to export and to be an income stream to us as citizens of Ireland. Mm. Uh, in terms of adaption, one of the things they want to do is, is get people's homes retrofitted. Uh, speaking to those who are trying to do that at the moment under the existing schemes, they're being told you've got a very long wait ahead of you. Um, you, you, you we don't have enough people to do it. It's, it's not something that's going to happen in the next couple of years. Is that a, too ambitious a target when we, we just do not have the, the manpower or, or the, the person power, if we put it that way, um, to, to do the job? It requires, it's not too ambitious, but it requires us to ramp up our ambition in retraining, reskilling people, providing new members of the workforce with the skills to do these jobs on things such as retrofitting to make them really happen. Um, so, yes, it's ambitious. Everything about this is ambitious. It's not simple to get to 51% reduction, but it is possible to get to 51% reduction. How much much buy-in do you think people are going to get to this, Peter? There's nobody listening right now who doesn't want to do the right thing by the environment. But when we look at uh, farmers being told, look, we're going to move from dairy to tillage, Uh, we're going to kill animals younger um, uh, so so that you can still uh, grow beef, but uh, the animals just won't be as old by the time they head to the slaughterhouse. Are, Are people going to row in behind this? So one of the biggest challenges that we must overcome as a society is status quo bias, where we cannot imagine the alternative 
Um, and I myself have gone through a journey where we now have, I now have ele an electric car, I have a heat pump, I have a solar array. I, those would have been scary things to me. And now I cannot imagine living without those conveniences, having a warm, warm, warm house, having much of my electricity generated myself. Um, having a car that having a car that I don't need to stop at a petrol station to fill, I can just charge overnight, and it saves me money. So a lot of this is about fear of the fear of change, fear of the unknown. But many of these changes really are beneficial to society as a whole, and we should be embracing them. And we need people to show leadership, and show that this is not scary. This is actually something that is beneficial to us as well as beneficial to the climate. Peter Thorne, Chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council's Adaption Committee. Thanks very much for that. Thanks to Sean Defoe before that. As I said, Eamon Ryan will be with us later. Do you believe it's going to happen? Um, with our track record and with government's track record of promises on big ticket issues such as housing, such as health, can they actually deliver this? The, the, the advantages are obvious, um, but we don't do delivery. We really don't, uh, without it becoming very complicated and very expensive. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.